I'm Brett Chang. And I am Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Wednesday, April 12th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. Okay, so Jay, for the fact of the day, believe it or not, 40.5% is how much Apple's personal computer shipments fell by last quarter as consumer demand just evaporated. Now, the collective shipments by all PC makers fell by about 29% over that time. What do you think attributes to the drop in PC sales, Jay? Um, lack of money that people have, something like that. Yeah, probably that plus like an increasingly mobile world. I read an interesting like fact in the story, which is it goes in cycles. So as people buy new equipment, that equipment becomes antiquated, then they upgrade. And so supposedly an upgrade cycle coming up. So it may not be all bad news for Apple, but it's a pretty stark number. The other thing too, is that the supply chain has generally resolved itself. And so there's a glut of stuff coming back that they ordered before. Yeah, and I remember early days in the pandemic, there was a run on PCs. You could not get one. The prices skyrocketed because all these, I think, all law firms wanted to send all the lawyers home with new PCs. And so it really drew down the market. But I think obviously things are evening off or even going the other direction. Brett, aside from new PCs that you and I are probably not buying right now, what do we have for Peak Pals? For our first story, end to high interest rates may be in sight. For our second story, review hijacking. And for our last story, return to office incentives. For our first story, high interest rates are hurting wallets, but there may be an end in sight. That's definitely a relief to a lot of homeowners, Brett. How quick are we talking here? Well, we don't really know, but there's some good signs. So the International Monetary Fund, the IMF, says increases in borrowing costs are likely to be temporary once high inflation is brought under control. Now, it's anyone's guess, however, exactly when interest rates are set to fall back to lower levels, at least that's according to the BBC. The Bank of Canada has been hiking rates since March 2022, taking them from 0.24% to 4.5%. At today's rate decision, markets expect the rate to hold steady. And to catch you up, the IMF points out that advanced economies like Canada have gotten pretty comfortable with low interest rates. Until rates started rising in 2022 to fight inflation, it had been steadily declining from levels in the high teens in the 80s and 90s to near zero. And it matters because while a 19% prime rate sounds worse than whatever we're experiencing right now, the reality is that relatively high interest rates have still sent monthly mortgage payments for Canadians soaring, making homeownership more difficult to attain and importantly, to maintain. In 2022, payments on a five-year variable rate mortgage of 0.9% amortized over 25 years on a $750,000 house after a 10% deposit, that was about $2,585. Now today, believe it or not, it's almost doubled to $4,100. Ouch. Per a new RBC report, the toll of rising rates on housing affordability has been greater than the relief from the nationwide 15% drop in home prices from the 2022 peaks. Home ownership costs as a percentage of median Canadian income for a single family detached home have hit about 70%. Next, the IMF says there will be many long-term factors influencing whether rates come down from aging to migration to tax and spend policy and economic growth. For our second story, supplement maker The Bountiful Company will pay a $600,000 fine to the U.S. Federal Trade Commission, the FTC, a first-of-its-kind ruling against review hijacking on Amazon. So, Jay, how did the Bountiful Company hijack their reviews? Well, unlike plain old-fashioned hijacking, review hijacking doesn't involve weapons and international criminal cartels. Instead, it's when an Amazon seller merges reviews for highly rated products onto pages of lower-rated items to give them a boost. And Amazon allows sellers to list products that are basically the same, but with slight differences like size or color on the same page. It's a very reasonable feature. But some sellers abuse this feature and use it to tack on unrelated products 
which is what the Bountiful company apparently did, merging supplements with different formulations. In one case, a product with 26 reviews and a 3.2 star rating appeared to have a thousand reviews and a 4.5 star rating after merging with entirely different products. That's pretty good if you can do it. And here's why it matters. Reviews are essential to the modern day shopping ecosystem. A 2020 survey from Trustpilot found that 89% of consumers check reviews as part of their online buying journey. As demonstrated in this case, though, reviews can't always be trusted. It's an especially pervasive problem for Amazon, where a low star rating can be a death sentence, with the company spending big to crack down on fake reviews. Review sites Yelp and TripAdvisor have also claimed to set up their fights against fraudsters, removing 700,000 and 1 million false reviews in 2022, respectively. Now, to zoom out... There are many ways to manipulate reviews from buying fake ones, filtering out negative ones, or even paying people to spam competitors with bad ones. Scientifically speaking, you're probably not great at spotting these fakes, but still keep your eyes peeled. For our third story, companies across the country are trotting out all sorts of new incentives to entice workers to trade in their sweatpants and midday naps for office life. This, according to the Globe and Mail. Driving the news, roughly 83% of companies in Canada claim they're adding perks and improvements like free food, commuter benefits, better workplace setup, and more social events to get workers to return to office, at least according to a Robert Half survey. For example, Manulife Financial revamped the lobby of their downtown Toronto office. Hey, they upscaled the company cafeteria and even added an in-house barista. It sounds pretty nice to me, Jay. In addition to making mandatory in-office days more palatable, companies also realize that offering hybrid work is now seen as a right, not a privilege or perk for many workers. It's happening because even as return to office mandates grow, getting workers to come back is like pulling teeth, mainly because they really like work from home. Nearly three quarters of employees who work from home say it reduces stress and improves their well-being. And really, who'd want to give that up? And threats of firing aren't likely to sway things, especially since 50% of the working population is looking for a new, probably more flexible gig anyway this year. Here's the bottom line. Companies can cut remote jobs and demand returns all they want, but to get butts back in those ergonomic seats, they might have to give workers a say in deciding what return to work plans look like, in addition to offering snack cards and foosball tables, of course. Big Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada. If you got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. Thank you, Brett. Have a good day, Peak Pals and Brett. By the time this podcast runs, we will know whether or not the Toronto Blue Jays won or lost their home opener, but I'm hoping for a win. Go Jays. Go Jays.